Hello, true travelers. Today we're going to talk about prayer. Prayer is simply a two-way conversation between you and God. It's a link that connects us with God. Prayer has been called the world's greatest wireless connection. It's exhaling the spirit of man and inhaling the spirit of God. It's asking God to align you with his will rather than asking him to be aligned with yours. Prayer should not be regarded as a duty which must be performed, but rather as a privilege to be enjoyed. Martin Luther said, As is the business of tailors to make clothes and cobblers to make shoes, so it is the business of Christians to pray. William McGill said, The value of persistent prayer is not that he will hear us, but that we will finally hear him. Martin Luther also said, Prayer is a strong wall and a fortress of the church. It is a godly Christian weapon. Today on episode 11 of Truth Traveler, we sit down with Brother Ernie and talk a little bit about prayer. Be right back. Hey folks, Brother Albert here for Canon K. K non K means heart to heart in Haitian Creole. K non K is a 501c3 charitable organization, bridging the hearts of those more fortunate with those who are less fortunate in the island nation of Haiti. K non K provides meals, clean water, housing, education, clothing, and medical services for the underserved kids of Haiti. In addition to two fully functioning children's home complexes, a school for the local community, English as a second language classes, a place for the local neighborhood kids to come play after school with a soccer field, and a medical clinic. Your support helps supply clean water to a local fishing village, a transition house for older kids stepping into adulthood, and support to many other local orphanages in the area. Your tax-deductible donation will go a long way to help make a difference for so many in Haiti. Learn more at kanonk.org. That's K-E-N-A-N-K-E dot org. Thank you. And it's so good to be back with Brother Ernie. Traveling man has returned home. <laughs> We're going yes, to share sir. the word today. It's good to see you, brother. Thank you, brother oh, Albert. Bless you. We, uh, I did travel. I've been uh, had kind of a family reunion uh, incident out uh, on the East Coast. And uh-huh. so I have been gone for a while, but I'm glad to be back home. You're actually very close to where I was stationed, uh, Fort Meade, Maryland, between okay. Baltimore and Washington, D.C. So, yes. Yeah. We were north of Baltimore, just a little bit north of Baltimore. Spent a couple of years there driving a dump truck. <laughs> well, I had, of course, in the Navy, I had been up as far north as the uh, uh, the bridge there, the, the uh, Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Uh-huh. Oh, was, yeah. But yeah. I've never been inland there. Mm-hmm. But, yes, no, I'm back, uh, and uh, back with a vengeance, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Get after it. Get the sword out and go. Amen. Uh, amen, amen. amen. So, so today we are talking about prayer. Yes. A big subject. It is a big subject. It's, 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 it's huge, brother. We, we had a little conversation for our listeners. We had a little conversation just a moment ago, and really 
thinking about it and how can you define it, but certainly what it's been, it's been the essence of, of human expression toward God Yes, from the time that he made man. And uh, that's very, very broad. But I, I tend to uh, today to talk about some things broadly pertaining to prayer and, and uh, if you if you want it, some, also some things with specificity that I think are going to be helpful to people that are traveling, people that love the Lord, people that are on this walk with truth, um, this the truth traveler. Uh, no one speaks really authoritatively about prayer, of course, unless they are a praying person. Right. And right. Uh, we are. We are. We, we very much believe in prayer. And we pray uh, and talk to the Lord. And uh, so, yeah, looking forward to it. One thing I did uh, mention before we started the recording here was that uh, I had an idea and it just came back to me about uh, what prayer is, what some people think prayer is. Uh, to some people, prayer is like a recitation of, mm-hmm. per, you know, for example, the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. word for word, where my understanding is that's more of like of an outline in mm-hmm. talking with yes. God, you know. But uh, at its basis, could you say it's uh, getting real with God? Absolutely. As far as conversation with him? Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That it, I think that's precisely it. And it takes so many different manifestations Yes. Um, there is a case. I hadn't uh, thought about it, given any thought to you brought this up, but there was uh, Abraham's servant, Eleazar, I believe was his name, yes. who went uh, to get us a, a wife for his son, who prayed in his heart, said in his heart, mm-hmm. set out a set of uh, what he knew was needed, uh, rehearsed it before the Lord and, and made it very clear. And sure enough, that prayer was heard. Yes. Now there's an instance where that prayer is offered uh, from the heart, from the mind, thinking, praying. Uh, but in other manifestations, it's sometimes it's it's uh, and obviously for us who are Pentecostal, we groan in the spirit, mm-hmm. which in many cases is a prayer um, led and sort of unctionized by the spirit of God. But we pray uh, crying, we pray shouting, we pray in many manifestations. I'm reminded of when Jesus said, uh, <laughs> your, your father knows your needs, you know, before you pray. Even, you know, yes. Even before. How true. And, uh, <laughs> so it remains to us then to pray. <laughs> but yes, we must still pray. That's that's the other side of that coin. Sometimes in our, our carnality, and even in my mind at one time, I had the same thought. It's like, well, you know, if God knows the end from the beginning, he knows what I'm dealing with. Why do what? I, he knows what I need, you know, why, why do I, why do I have to do, beg and plead and, you know. Yeah. I like something so our so pastor many. used to say, of course, uh, would say, you know, we talk about prayer. We talk about prayer. We say we need to pray. We don't pray. <laughs> yes, yes. It, I really was thinking about it. I, I have a, a website I go to occasionally for a little bit of guitar instruction. I try to play a little guitar. And, uh-huh. I, uh, and uh, this this fellow says, what are you doing here? He said, you should be playing the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. That is good. <laughs> and so, I, But I hope to convey, you know, or, or f- that we convey the simplicity of what it can be. You know, it doesn't have to be a big complicated thing. No, no. And, you know, we just need to, you know, even if we feel like we're not an expert in prayer, Mm -hmm. you know, we still got to pray. We got, we got to do it. And I still fight 
my flesh in that, you know, got to force this flesh yes. to do the right things, to, you know, to serve God, to pray, to, you know, it, it's not an easy thing sometimes, yeah. you know, because we take off all the restraints. I told, I minister to men <clears throat> occasionally, and yesterday I made mention of this fact that none of us, when we pray, are we in competition Right. None of us, uh, because we're everyone so distinctively different, the diversity that's in the church of the living God is incredible. Yes. Uh, I see it when I look at nature. I see the diversity in nature and, and, and to think, uh, to know that we are members in particular. Right. But I think prayer is like, um, maybe like the petals on a rose. Um, they're all the same color, but they're very, very different. That's beautiful. And uh, they all have the same fragrance. Yeah. So in, <laughs> that's good. And whatever that utterance is to God, and let's be clear, I have it later on in my notes here. Let's be clear that when we talk about prayer, we're talking about prayer uh, to this God of the Holy Bible. Yes. We're talking to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and uh, who was known by Moses of a different name and who is known to us as the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, that is what we talk about in prayer because many things are done in the name of prayer to many different kinds of, let's call them uh, images. Maybe even some think they are deities, which they are not. There is one God, or, yes. one Lord, one faith, one baptism, Amen. one God who is uh, in us all, through us all. Above all. Amen. Yes. So I uh, <clears throat> I don't know when you want to dive into what my material that I've Amen. I've been prayed about to today. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, let's so get I, wet. I, I know somebody did uh, term, somebody termed this, I don't know where it comes from, but said we're just going to scratch the surface on this thing. Oh, yeah. And that's what we're going to do All today. the prayer <laughs> conferences and books that have been written and everything, there is so much to it. It's really For something that, it. you know, can be simple, it can be you know complicated as well you know so many different aspects and i confess to you today as i have been traveling been quite busy but i i probably poorly organized with this on my approach to it today because the scope is so large but but here if we if we start to practice prayer and if we're not already doing that it will take us into waters that will let us swim in with swim in. Yes. And and the prophet said that. Uh, Ezekiel said that. So I suppose today that we're looking probably at a foray into some meaningful things that really concern prayer. Uh, again, all with respect to that one God of the Bible. Um, that brings us, I guess, to our first scripture. Let's start, if you will, brother, from Jude 20. All right. And uh, read down on through verse 24. But ye, beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping keep yourselves in the love of God, yes. looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And if some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling yes. and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with mm -hmm. exceeding joy. Praise God. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
Can you feel the Holy Ghost? Amen. <laughs> and that's the final word from Jude. Amen. <clears throat> so uh, notice, Brother Albert, there is some, he says, my beloved, he is, there is some uh, exclusivity here. <clears throat> now, Christianity is not exclusive. It's inclusive. Open to all. But the writings to the letters, particularly the epistles, are written to the church of the living God, who have obeyed some things, those things laid out, of course, in the Acts of the Apostles. And so there is some exclusivity here in that he's speaking to the beloved. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to talk about something here for a minute. If you've had, uh, if you, uh, you know, if you've been hearing our podcast from the Truth Traveler, you know that it's, it's really an effort to publish truth from the Bible. It's, it's about how to be saved from damnation and how to continue in that salvation. It's not a generic, aimless discussion without any doctrine. Right. We're not doing that. We, we don't speak from ivory towers of theological and ecclesiastical training. We're not doing that today, brother. No. Uh, we're not able to do it. We, we don't speak from the orthodoxy of general, uh, generational religious tradition. Mm -hmm. uh, where religious terms only mean some things to those who are trained in that area. Right. We really speak, uh, you and I and others who preach the gospel and preach the word, from kind of from Main Street, where mm -hmm. men and women work and live and move, and they, they, they struggle with things. So we, uh, the circumstances of life in general, and but who love the word. Yes. And so that, that's who we... Uh, so I, momentarily, let's go to Mark 7... Uh, uh, chap, uh, the Gospel of Mark. <clears throat> Excuse me, <clears throat> my voice is uh, kind of th uh, throaty today. I apologize. Uh, verse six there, <clears throat> and seven, eight, and nine. <clears throat> All right. Uh, verse six says, "He answered and said unto them, Well, hath Isaiah prophesied of you, hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Far from me." Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men, as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things ye do. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. Yes, though so, tradition... Uh, that's not what we're about. We're about Bible truth. I just wanted to, again, clarify that. Um, <clears throat> the Bible is so simple to understand. God's love has made it that way on yes. purpose. Uh, <clears throat> people who may not have much education or little or no experience in any church can can still get the Bible's truths on any number of subjects by, I think, I think three ways. Perhaps there are more, but certainly by, first of all, humility. Mm -hmm. um, by also sincerity. Yes. By, thirdly, by what I have called in the past at times, even in my own life, uh, just to be embarrassingly honest. Right. These are these are things that when we do these, we really are entering in to prayer. When we call on God with these things, we're we're taking responsibility before God that we we 
acknowledge our failure, our weakness, our ineptitude at times, and, and the frailties of, of our heart and mind. Now, not everybody will agree with that because <laughs> there's, pr- there's pride in the world. Yeah. There's a lot of pride. There's a lot of yes. vanity. These are the things that we struggle with. But certainly by these th- three things, I think that we can begin to talk about a prayer approach to God. Yes. Amen. And so in June's admonition, I, I said all that maybe to say this about it, that in June's ab, admonition, <clears throat> excuse me, this letter is sent addressing those who are obedient, that exclusive set, right. who, who have that proper faith, that is, the faith that God can call beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on this matter of faith, pr- before prayer, before we talk a great deal about prayer, let's talk about momentarily about faith. So Romans 12, 3, and I'll just quote this. Uh, I won't quote it, but I'll give you the gist of it. Okay. Um, every man has been given a measure, a measure of, faith. of faith. Yes. Yes. Every man. Now, that <laughs> you can quarrel with that if you want to, friend, but you have a measure of faith. The question is is what are you doing with that measure? Right. Uh, is it being, first of all, is it being directed? And you say, well, I don't need direction for my faith. Oh, yes, you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Praise>. you, need, <laughs> you need the word, friend. You need the word. Oh, yes. You need the Lord. And, 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 and then where and how is it being directed? Is it being directed by the fivefold ministry? As Paul says, it all of our life ought to be. Is it being directed by the Word? Is it being directed by prayer? Mm-hmm. We discover things in prayer. <clears throat> we have to make those discoveries. Uh, we have to take them, rather, to the Lord, and to His Word, to be sure we've got it right. Yes. Um, I believe that's where His Spirit works with His Word and, yes. and opens our eyes to things. Now you might someone may think this is debatable, but uh, I think this. I think you may be one whose faith has not yet realized that has brought you to the realization that the way to continue is by keeping this word, by coming to obedience of the Acts two commandments, and when they when those things are obeyed and received, you will have received the truth. Of the new birth. Yes. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me. So faith is given of God. Uh, so I, I just wonder, I, I wonder if, uh, I don't want to confuse anyone. I want to be sure we understand what I think the Bible is saying, that that if you have a measure of faith, that you have it, but that you must, you must grow it. You must, uh, your understanding must grow in, in that faith. Mm-hmm. And that happens, again, by the Word, but it can't happen without prayer. Okay. Uh, The measure you've been given may differ from another person's. It may differ, but but inside the content of that faith that you've been given toward the living God is the way to go, Mm -hmm. to grow in faith, and that is fundamentally obedience to doctrine. Amen. Uh, because you believe God is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Yes. So prayer is seeking God. 
Faith itself must be directed into productive faith that is pleasing to God. Uh, so I say enter the word and enter anything pertaining to faith. Mm-hmm. Without the word, faith becomes a drifting, whimsical thing that will lose its holy guidance. Very good. And can you say amen? Amen. <laughs> I know it to be true in my life. Uh, I know it to be true. I've. You're not looking at a perfect man nor listening to a perfect man by any means. Many times have uh, strayed, failed uh, God. But this is precisely why Jude says, praying in the Holy Ghost, building up your most holy faith. Faith comes by three ways I see in the Bible. There may be more. I mentioned this yesterday at our men's meeting. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Mm -hmm. It comes by the fiery trial. And it comes by praying in the Holy Ghost. So I say bring the measure of faith in God that you do have into alignment with God's plan for your life. Simply put, that starts with, again, obedience to its doctrines, to the Bible's doctrines. Mm-hmm. Amen. So basically these things are, are, are experienced I mean, <laughs> by your experiences in that. And to, to have experiences, you have to continue. Yes. You have to <laughs> spend time of your life you know, in this and searching and walking the path. Praise God. And, you know, continuation, you're building up those experiences and getting the experience of that. Uh Uh-huh. So to pray in the Holy Ghost, obviously, you you really have need to have received the Holy Ghost. I don't need to be funny here (laughs) by any means. But so I wanted to give you a short reading list for for our audience uh, in the book of Acts. Read the book of Acts, but particularly uh, Acts chapter 2. Uh, read Acts chapter ten, yes, and read Acts chapter nineteen. There, I like, I love that uh, portion there. All those things. I won't spend time on them here today, but it will tell you some things about the Holy Ghost, uh, which incidentally has never left, right. never, amen, <laughs> never has that doctrine changed that you need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. These never in, has that. Changed. These are instances again where people have experienced the Holy Ghost and then. Things build off that. Amen. So, yeah. Yes, sir. So, so ask yourself uh, in what Jude says in verse twenty-four, where he said, hey, "Can let me see? I don't know if we have that open or not." But in verse I've twenty-four, yes. now yes. unto them who is able to keep you keep from you. falling. That's what I wanted, brother. I'll yes. Keep you. Ask yourself, how does this keeping? How does it take place if it is not through continual exposure by praying in the Holy Ghost? Yes. It it is the means. By which he he keeps us on that uh, mm-hmm. journey. There's a little, and I know I need to be kept. <laughs> well, and there's a little. There's a little. Um, did you see what I did? What I did with that journey <laughs> on the yes. traveling trip? Traveler. Yes. Praise God. So, <laughs> so, but a discussion on prayer is going to involve some observations about temptation. Right. Yes. And from here, let's let's go to something in the scripture from James chapter one, and read from there, brother, verse thirteen through sixteen. This is the classic. This is the classic. If you're a Bible reader, you know this probably, and you. But we're going to speak it here again today. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. 
for can't, God cannot be tempted with evil, Amen. neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. How and many men? How many? How many? Every, every, every man. Every man. When he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Yes. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Do not err. Praise God for for what James has written to us. Yes. We pray um, because we are tempted. Now, I'm not going to spend a great deal of time here, but everybody needs to. Let me say it that way. Where Jesus is praying in the garden. Mm-hmm. He finally says to the disciples, he says, watch and pray. Lest. That you enter not yes. into temptation. Right. He went on to say, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. But from that, let's look very closely at that, because I, th- I think this, I think that we enter into temptation when we don't pray. Right. And it's uh, far too easy to Lord stumble help. right into <laughs> it. Yes. I think all it takes is to not pray yeah. when you're tempted and brother, you will you will follow the, the 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 route that James just laid out. Lust will conceive. This this is the, just the fact uh, of yes. a spiritual life, a spiritual man, and yeah. we do enter into it. We take steps sometimes to enter into it if we don't have a prayer life, if we don't have yes. a prayer awareness and a, and a desire to pray. I think we are. Uh, almost uh, determining that we're going to get into trouble. I see your finger up. <laughs> let, me, let me interject something here. I thought of it a while ago, but just as you were saying those words, it really hit me hard. Uh, of course, we're both veterans uh, in the Army. Yes. I, I remember the day in basic training when they were teaching us radio communication. Again, you know, it's, it's, I use that analogy in prayer. Um, they looked at us and they said, what do you suppose is the army's most powerful weapon? And some said, you know, tanks. Some said artillery. Some said bombs. That's interesting. He said, no. It says, it's this radio right here I'm about to teach That's you. That's interesting. So you need to know the <laughs> this communication and how to use it because with it you can call down everything the army has on your enemy. Wow. If you're alone on a battlefield and you're surrounded – you know, it may seem like it's over and like us stumbling into temptation. Wow, brother. That's, that's when we need to get on the radio, as the old song says, the royal telephone, you know, <laughs> get, need to get on that line yeah. that's always there. And the communication with God is, you know, not only a good idea, it's essential. It's Praise uh, God. Well, brother, you know, whether you are aware will, of it or not, you just preached. You yeah, just preached we, we've got goodness. to, you know, it's, it's an analogy I've used before, but it just so fits. We've got to have that communication or our enemy that, you know, will surround us and cut us off, you know, destroy us. But with that line of communication, we have, you know, all the angels at our our disposal. disposal. Yes. Yes. You know, every weapon, no weapon formed against us will prosper, you know, but we got to have that communication. That's just something that, you know, I I had to put that in there. You know, I love that. That That's great. I I just, he said that was the army's most powerful weapon was the ANPRC 77 radio. (laughs) That's me. Well, you know, I never heard it that way. I was in Navy. I was in, I was a radarman. 
Mm-hmm. And we, in fact, in Vietnam, we taught the Vietnamese how to use our radars and our communication systems. I right. never gave that any thought, but you're absolutely right. The most important, uh, I, I'm going to veer off here and, and mention something that you brought to my attention about being a good soldier. Paul writes to Timothy and he says, be a good soldier. Yes. I've asked this question before of men. What is a good soldier? What is it? Is it one? Is it one that can go the longest without food? Is it the one that can go the longest without water? The one that can carry the heaviest amount, the most amount of ammunition? Is it the one that can walk the farthest, and so on and so on and so on and so on? No. What is a good soldier? A good soldier is one that knows the mission. Yes. That's a good soldier. Mm-hmm. That soldier, and let's talk about soldiers for Christ, that soldier is at his disposal. Whatever his purpose at that time and he's that under, mission at that moment. He's under authority. What? Good yeah. soldier, come here. Yeah. Here's what I need you to do. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Praise yep. God. Well, let me get back. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get off this. We're careful. Um, I'll quote this, too, from Psalm 65, two. The Lord said... Um, uh, unto thou that hearest prayer shall all flesh come. So I hope no one traveling in our truth traveling ministry here under, thinks for a moment that that they won't ever pray or that they don't have a need to pray. He said that all flesh shall come and it will mm-hmm. happen. Now, Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Let's bring Life will now. bring us, you know, to that point. Yes. But still, it's better to... So I just thought I might mention a couple of fundamentals about prayer. Again, it's so broad, such a broad subject. But first and foremost, prayer is, is an act of humility. Um, now, we can be very bold in prayer. Right. Peter and, and, and John, I mean, we're very bold in prayer. But that comes out of a realized, recognized humility with God. Both God realizes that you're in a humble place and you realize it. And like that radio community, I'm going to use that time time again. (laughs) Like that radio, brother, you can call on him. Yes. Uh, so there's there really there is no more tender thought or tender speech that's utterable by the human race than to say simply, Lord, won't you forgive me? Yes. Won't you help me? Won't you uh, come alongside right now and help me? That is prayer. I can't do it on my own. Amen. We can have no expectation of having anything heard of what we call prayer without humility. Right. None. That's just forbid it. (laughs) If my people will humble themselves and pray, it's the essential ingredient of before we pray is humility. We must. Um, Would that be kind of tie into a recognition of authority? Well, I, I, way, with or? God, of yes. course, yes. I, yes, 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 sir. Yes, and that's that's a good point. Uh, I think did I quote the scripture uh, that uh, he that cometh to God must believe that he is, yes, and he that he is a rewarder. Yes. Of them that diligently seek him. This is first and foremost. You gotta believe. Right. Believe you're coming, not to some some vain thing, non existent thing, but to the living God. Yes. 
we must, we have to, we have to make it clear to God that we want relationship. And so thus we, we entreat him in, in a way with prayer. We pray to acknowledge and take full responsibility for ourselves before God. Uh, one verse in Hebrews 4 says that all things are naked and open unto him with whom we have to do. There's nothing uh, that's hidden that shall not be revealed, said Jesus. Nothing covered that shall not be made known, that will mm. not be seen. Right. Uh, doesn't that in every man's and woman's heart necessitate right there the need to be honest forthright yes and aggressive if you will with god yes to make sure all of our sins are covered right uh behold he says in acts 9 verse 11 the lord speaking it's in red i believe he said about saul when ananias said well look i i'm not sure about this guy i'm not, i don't know about this paul i've heard about him he's 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 persecuting your people jesus um he's destroying them well, and the Lord said, well, in the end there, if I'm not mistaken, he says, behold, he prays. So men may not take note of your prayer life. Men may not be, if, may, they, they may not give it any regard. They may not, they may scoff. They may mock. But I'll tell you this, God takes note of it. Yes. Yes, he does. Praise God. So read from, if you will, brother, from James 4, and I think here verse 6. <clears throat> I'm going to lean back and get a drink of water. Uh, let's find that. There's Hebrews. <laughs> uh, James 4, verse 6. <clears throat> All righty. James 4, verse 6 says, But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, uh, but giveth grace unto the humble. There's two extremes there. Yes. One is the extreme of his grace. There is no comparison to that. Qualitatively, quantitatively, nothing like the grace of Almighty God. But notice Amen. that resistance. Can you imagine? How'd you like to fight against God? Oh yeah, it's it's a losing losing game. Like yeah. Fight against God. <laughs> uh, so th there are corollary benefits to prayer, and we're speaking again very broadly about prayer today. But there are corollary benefits, and that uh, you may really may not be expecting, but that uh, they 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 come. And mm -hmm. from Deuteronomy twenty-eight one and verse one and two is the promise that blessings will take you, overtake you yes. every day. Yes. Amen. Every day. <laughs> uh, in First, Second Peter, let me, I'll read this. Let me get my Bible right. over here, brother. Bless your heart. You're going to wear your voice out. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all? No. <laughs> I have just begun to read. <laughs> just begun to read. <clears throat> Second Peter 1, verse 9 but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Nah. Well, focus in on this fact that God wants us to be able to see afar off. Mm -hmm. Here, these could not. 
But I believe with all my heart, God wants us to see afar off. And I'm not talking about something that you would benefit by using binoculars. Right. I'm talking about something spiritually that we can see, must see coming, things that are existent that some cannot see. Mm-hmm. Remember the prophet uh, Elisha. Uh, came out, and he saw the hills arrayed with uh, chariots of fire. Yes. And the young fellow could not. Right. In fact, he, he prayed for his servant that he would yes, he did. open his mind, eyes. What's that? What? Yeah. Brother, you just hit a nugget in gold. What does that tell us about prayer? Yes. <laughs> when that old prophet said, Lord, open his eyes. Yes. Here we have a situation where this young man could see, could not see. Nothing but the enemy. So again, it's not a dist- it's not a distance on earth. It's a distance into spiritual things, things that are coming. We ought to you know, Jesus said one place, uh, he will uh teach you things to come. Yes. The word eschatology means things to come. Uh, we ought to see them. We, if we pray, Brother Albert Bowen, I believe we can see them. He we wants will us see. To be prepared. Yes. Amen. Uh, let me go on here. So, yes, that that prophet opened his eyes, and I'm coming down on. Uh, well, I, I'll be I'll be cute with it. I'm not coming to a close, <laughs> but I, I'm getting close to it. <laughs> I love it. When, close until the next time. I love right? when our ministers, our preachers, and our teachers, you know, come to that closing the moment. Fir- which they one? Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them say, well, this is page one of my closing, you know, so yes. on. Yes. Uh, but uh, I'm moving toward that way. So God bless you, Brother Peffer. If we, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and many others. <laughs> Uh, so I want to take us to a very serious and a very grave and a very urgent need to pray. Yes. Presented to us by, by the God who knows all things in Luke 21. Uh, had I given that to you? I think you did. Let me see Luke here. 21. <clears throat> uh, maybe not, but I'll grab it right quick. Praise God. I'll, I'll read it right now, brother. Oh, okay, go for it. Luke 21. Verse uh, first of all, verse twenty six. Uh, Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Hmm. And then in verse thirty four, Jesus continues, and he says, "And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting." Oh, we could stop and talk. And how that happens to us so easily. Can you define that? Uh, overcharged. Over, overcharged with cares, with, with this involvement and... with the world. This, okay. The everyday uh, demands, the charges, the responsibilities, uh, as we both know, can just draw you in where you will find no time to pray, no time to study. Right. So many distractions and so many yes, and yes. Um, and banqueting and 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 that kind of thing. Now he goes on. Um, 
uh, lest your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. Mm -hmm. And so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Where watch, he says, watch ye therefore and and pray always always that you may be, look at this, you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that are come, that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, as I said, this is urgent. Sounds like some of us, none of us are going to just stumble into heaven. No, sir. This is, this is very grave. This is, Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape, a worthiness to escape the things that uh, shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And then I'm going to go back again to Luke, or I'm sorry, to Jude, the 24th verse again Mm -hmm. for a moment. And just... uh, Again, highlight uh, highlight this very important thing that this keeping in verse 24, keep yes. yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. You realize, you realize there's kind of an indictment right there hmm. uh, in the sense that we all know we're guilty. Yes. What are we looking for? We're looking for mercy. Mm-hmm. And so he reiterates it. He, he's, and uh, he goes down and he say, uh, verse 24, then again, we've been here, but now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you. Here's another. It's the same presentation. Mm-hmm. It's the presentation before God, as he said in Luke 21, to stand before the Son of Man, to present you faultless before the presence of his glory. Now, I've tried to imagine that, and the human mind cannot. Mm -hmm. The presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Praise God. So when we are not praying, um, we are living in the world that has no rules except one. Amen. You want to talk about the devil's kingdom, as it were, small k, small d, small Mm -hmm. k, parenthetical. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's simply this, a world where there's no rules and there's no praying. Yeah. Amen. Uh, It's simply this. It's do what you want to do when you want to do it with no accountability. It is, in fact, the very same words of Satan in the garden. You shall not surely die. Mm Mm-hmm. That's his, uh, that is the, let's call it the economy of the devil. The dispensation of the devil's work Mm -hmm. is that, and he says it completely. He says it in our lives who don't pray. You're not going to die. You don't, this, you don't, it's not required. You don't have to, you're not going to die. Right, right. Um, We could punctuate that a little bit, but Hebrews 9 verse 27 says, uh, can you get there? Yes. 927. And it is appointed unto men once to die. Oh, we do die. But after this, the judgment. After this, the judgment. Satan said, 
you shall not surely die. Oh, mm-hmm. but God said, you yes. certainly will die. Mm-hmm. How much more then is there need in our lives for prayer? Prayer. Um, the Bible says that you certainly will. First Timothy 5.24 says that some men's sins go before them into heaven. Yes. Some men's sins they follow after. Oh, I love to hear Brother... Well, our pastor, our, our, our bishop, talk about that. Uh, you notice, Brother Albert, how many, so many times in everything uh, concerning life, if there, there are two, there's a line of demarcation. There is one set of circumstances on the left-hand side, for instance, of that line. Mm-hmm. There is another set of circumstances on the other side of that line, calling it a line. Let's call it a truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is here... Some men's sins go before them. Some men's sins follow after. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Well, let me ask our travelers today. Did Jesus carry your sins when he went up to Calvary? And have you made it known to him that you know he did, that you believe he did? Right. Did he do that for you out there today? He did it for me. He did it for you, Brother Albert. Yes, He's done sir. for hundreds that we know, hundreds, if, if not in many cases, thousands. <laughs> um, praise God. So uh, our salvation is not because we pray. It comes to us because we believe that Jesus Christ has atoned for sin and we believe it, and we obey his commandment to repent, and we go on into baptism in water by yes. immersion. I don't know we've said that on our podcast yet. By immersion in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost evidenced for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's important because I think we did talk one time about the token. God always gives us a token in a covenant, a mm-hmm. sign. Right. It's important that you know you have a covenant. You have this Holy Ghost relationship with the Lord. How is that evidence? It's it's by the speaking in tongues. But let's put that very important uh, uh, addendum on it, just as the Scripture says. As the Spirit gives the utterance. Yes, yes. We're not teaching. No one teaches about tongues. It's not something you take to yourself to do. Right. This is something that the Spirit of God does in our body, in our voice, in our heart, the utterance of God, um, through using our voice, I should say, um, and we speak in another tongue. Now, sometime we need to do a study on this, the, yes. the, the difference of the tongues that are represented in the New Testament. Yes, because some people believe it's only just one of the gifts of the Spirit. Yes, we need to. We I think we yes. should do that. that yes, let's take do that. that to note. And but uh, let me go on. So uh, here I've come to the end, but I want to include just a little, a short, and a gentle exhortation. I don't know who listens. You don't really know who's listening today. I trust, actually, that there are Baptists listening, uh, perhaps some Methodists. I hope the Lutherans. I hope. I hope this gets around to people who are attending some some church, some some yes. place of worship. Mm-hmm. And I want to say to those, and I have no authority in your life unless I speak by the word. 
mm-hmm. and by the Holy Ghost. And right. you you take this to yourself and you estimate, you make the estimation as to whether or not God is saying something to you when I bring this to your attention. And it's simply this, that if you're in leadership in the church and whatever uh, denomination, again, that may be, or whoever it may be, um, without prayer, your leadership becomes sluggish. Mm-hmm. Whew, we could shout. Mm-hmm. Um, not out of joy, but just with the realization that misdirected, uh, that, 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 that you can very easily get misdirected by other powers and other principalities that are always working when mm-hmm. we're not praying. Right. And therefore, make you and make me and make you, Brother Albert, ineffectual. Right. Amen. Uh, if you're making decisions without prayer, you're making them without humility. You're making them without heart. Uh, you need to pray, friend. You need to pray and get direction. Yes. Going back to the analogy of the radio and the army and all that, you're, you know, where are you getting your orders from if you're not yes. in communication? Yes, and I mean that to be a gentle admonition. But I, I, all leaders don't don't all the leadership in the church know this. But it can so easily we can so easily start setting forth things, agendas, programs, things, choosing even songs, uh, doing things without prayer. Yes. That's where it starts. And, and it's so easy in our minds to think, oh, this is a good idea. You know, hey, let's go. Yes, to exactly. Yeah, what's wrong, what could be wrong with this? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because God's people have a certain, a certain, uh, well, we have a certain understanding. Well, John writes, and he said, God has given us an understanding. Mm-hmm. And so without prayer, I think you probably continue well for a while. But coming back to prayer, as you've said, is, is an essential yes. thing. Uh, lastly, I thought about creating, but don't have time today, but something, maybe a good Bible study for anyone that's listening would be to create a list of things that happen that when you don't pray. Create a list. Take it to yourself to create a list of the things that you realize in your walk with God that without prayer uh, happen. Hmm. <laughs> Last thing, Brother Albert. I know it's yes, a little sir. unusual, but... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, Did I ahead. interrupt you? No, no, not at all. I have a poem uh, today. I love poetry. I'm old-fashioned, but I love poetry. Uh, truth be told, much of the Old Testament, the Psalms particularly, are written in oh, yes. poetic verse. There are five in, books of poetry yeah. you know, in that division of the Bible. So this poem, um, written by a man by the name of Ralph Cushman, let me read it here. His presence came like sunrise is the name of this poem. I met God in the morning when my day was at its best. And his presence came like sunrise, like a glory in my breast. Mm -hmm. All day long the presence lingered, and all day long he stayed with me. 
And we sailed in perfect calmness over a very troubled sea. Other ships were blown and battered, and other ships were sore distressed, but the winds that seemed to drive them brought to us a peace and rest. Then I thought of other mornings with a keen remorse in mind when I, too, had loosed the moorings with the presence left behind. Hmm. So I think I know the secret. <laughs> Learned from many a troubled way. You must seek him in the morning if you want him through the day. <laughs> That's good. That's good. God bless you, Brother Albert. God Thank you for you. having Thank me you. again. Thank you for Hallelujah. words of wisdom from the Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. And your experiences. Thank you. Know, you this, this isn't something that you just came across in the last year. Praise you have God. been living this, and through the experiences you've had with a real prayer to a real God, you know, the results come, the faith builds, and, you know, it Praise just becomes God. more I want real. more faith. Yes. I want more faith. Yes, we're going to need it. <laughs> I want that major that are coming to grow on. large in my heart and life yes. as long as I live. Don't um, you? Yes, yes. yes I want sir. to be more and more prepared for whatever's coming our way because it just seems to be getting darker. It is. And uh, Men's hearts are failing them. They're going to do much worse yeah. soon. Mm. It's a very sober, very sober admonition to uh, watch and pray. Yes, thank that God there found is a worthy living escape. God in heaven that hears and answers prayer and stands ready, you know, <laughs> and is and loves us, is is for us, wants the best for us. That's just you know Amen. such an awesome thing. So, let's end in prayer. All right, <laughs> wrap up with the talk Savior, on prayer. Thank you, thank, thank you, God. Lord. You've never changed, Lord, in your your love today, all your saints. I know you love all men and all women, Lord. I know your love is without any barrier. I know it has no confines. I know today, Lord, your love will reach through this broadcast today. We've spoken about things, Lord, where men and women need to acknowledge you, humble themselves before you, find the presence of God. And then live their lives, Lord, with authority, power, with usefulness and fruitfulness. I pray, Lord, in my life, Brother Albert's life, and my family's life, all my children, that we grow in this great grace, grow in the great faith of God, that we can believe God for miracles, for things needed, Lord, among friends and family. I believe, Lord, that that's important in prayer. And I pray and I thank you today for the opportunity to speak on the subject. And I pray God increase my prayer life. Cause me that I increase it, Lord, by your grace and love. I ask it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Truth Traveler podcast. Any comments or questions, you can drop us a line at truthtraveler1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. Don't forget our Facebook page, The Truth Traveler Podcast. And until next time, this is Brother Albert saying God bless you. Have a safe journey out there this week.